Today's reading comes from Matthew, chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is God's word. Family, you could be seated. And the way Jesse was playing that guitar while Megan was praying... We all, we almost didn't preach and just had a prayer night, you know. We just almost went there. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. We are uh, in a season called Lent. And Lent is the 40 days that lead up to Easter weekend. It leads up to the, the resurrection, leads up to what Christ does on the cross. And it's the 40 days that lead up to that, taking away the Sundays, because every Sunday is a day where we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And so in this season of Lent, where we are reminded of what Jesus has, has accomplished, we are reminded of, of the challenges and the, the hurdles that were thrown his way, we are doing a series and in a series that helps us understand his character, helps us understand his nature. We're talking about what is he like with the hope that each week you kind of get a different angle on who this Jesus is, a different perspective, a different view of this Jesus. And we've talked about him being a a, a merciful God. Talked about him being a, a powerful God. We talked about him being a God of judgment, but also a God of grace. And we hope that as you continue to learn different aspects about this this amazing Savior that we have, uh, each aspect will contribute to a holistic understanding of who he is and all that he brings at the cross. We're thankful for you. And if you missed some of those series, please jump back, grab them, listen to them. Uh, We pray that they would bless you. If you're new to MacAv, our goal and our desire is that you would live for the Lord, walk with the Lord, and that we would equip you during this time. So Even if while I'm preaching, you have a question that you think would edify the entire congregation, uh, you can feel free to raise your hand and ask it. 
I'll do my best to try to answer it. Uh, if I can't, I'll get you an answer later. Uh, and if it, but if it's a question that is more like something personal for you, then we can talk afterwards I, I, outside of service, and I'd love to be a blessing to you. But if you think it would bless the whole body, uh, please feel free to ask it. Can we pray together, family? Lord, even now as we, as we proclaim your truth, our pastor is proclaiming your truth, would you be with him and use him in a mighty way? And I humbly ask for the same, that you would use me, Father, that your name may be glorified and that uh, we might be able to live for you in light of hearing your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, uh, I've watched a rhythm in people. I've watched this rhythm happen in non-believers I've watched this rhythm happen in believers. I've seen this rhythm happen in in uh, young adults, in uh, kind of middle age. I've seen this rhythm happen in older people. And it's a rhythm of when something is big, when there's a situation that is major, we begin to pray more. When it's a major event in our life, we begin to pray more. I at times will will hear of a friend who is about to have the baby. And as the due date draws near, the praises increase. Why I'll hear of a, of a friend who lost a job. And as the bills start accruing, the praises start going forth with a little bit greater intensity. I look, look through my Facebook feed, and as a, as a friend says, uh, hey, dad is in the hospital, I see all the emojis of the praying hands. We got your back. We praying for you. What type of situation would lead Jesus to pray? What type of situation would, would lead Jesus to take time to pursue his father? Today in Matthew chapter 26 We're going to look at a situation. Would you turn there with me? If you need a Bible, it's uh, in the pew right right by your knees. Uh, And if not, the words will be up here on the screen. Matthew 26. And we're going to start in verse 36. Remember last week when we talked, uh, there's a woman that anointed Jesus with this expensive perfume. And it was the beginning of him preparing for death. So now uh, we enter into this story at a place called Gethsemane. And it says in verse 36, we're in chapter 26, verse 36. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. Jesus and his disciples were at were at Bethany before where he was anointed. Now he's going, he's headed towards Jerusalem. But on the way, he stops at this place called Gethsemane. It's a, an, an olive area filled with olive trees. And he's got, he, he first has the eight, he has all 12 with him. He tells the eight plus Judas, hey, I want you guys to stay here. 
Then he takes the three that that are uh, have been on a trip like this before with him a little bit closer, a little bit deeper. in. he takes Peter, James and John with him. And and Jesus is feeling this this sorrow. He's feeling a a, a deep distress. He's feeling an, an outward expression of grief and he is troubled. The potency of this trouble, the potency of this sorrow, the potency of this grief is so bad that it that it leads him. Uh, it, it, it feels as if death is coming on. You ever had any of those instances where the pain can just hurt so much that sometimes you just want it to stop? And you're not you're not at that point of doing something to harm yourself. But sometimes you just can only see the only escape is. Man, like life just ending. What how does this pain is it removed? His his sorrow is troubling him deeply. And as he's deeply troubled, he looks to his crew. He looks to his three and he says, I need y'all to keep watch. I need y'all to keep watch. And that term in the Old Testament is a it's a military term where where the military would would take a stance and you would take a shift and you would take a shift and you would take a shift. And throughout the entire night, we would be alert. We would watch out to make sure that that the enemy was not coming, that the enemy would not attack, that we would have our defenses ready. Jesus is about to go pray. And he's saying, can you guys be on the alert? Can you guys be on the watch? Can you guys make sure that this time of prayer isn't interrupted? Then we go to verse 39. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Let this cup pass from me. Pastor, this is a term that we don't use pretty often. Uh, what, 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 is this, what is this passage talking about? Let me, let me start with some of the like foundational understandings. Romans 3.23 says this. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I uh, know we've done our child dedications today. And uh, I, want, I want our little people to stay engaged. So little people, are you with me? Y'all here? My young people. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> My little people, if you, if you have ever sinned, can you raise your hand if you've ever sinned? If you could use your arms to show maybe the amount of sins that you've committed what would your arms look like? Would it be like this? Would it be like this? Would it be like this? What, what might it look like? Uh, we got a couple kids like. <laughs> and so we and so and so we know we know that our arms as adults aren't long enough to communicate the sin that each person in our lives that we in our own lives have committed. Now, would you pause for a minute and compound that with all the lives in this room? Compound that with all the lives of every person existing today. Compound that with all the lives of every person who's ever existed in history and ever will exist. That is the weight 
and the magnitude of sin. And God is a holy God who loves us enough to respond to sin. And that response is one of, of that is that is that is referenced in Ezekiel. See, God, God gives a response to sin and it is and it is one that 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 will make us understand the beauty of who Jesus is. We should love him that much more when we understand his response for sin. In Ezekiel 23, 31 through 34, it says this, it says, you've walked away in the way of your sister. Therefore, I will put her cup in your hand. Thus says the Lord God, you shall drink of your sister's cup, the deep and wide one. You shall be laughed to scorn and held in derision. It contains much. You will be filled with drunkenness and sorrow, the cup of horror and desolation. The cup of your sister Samaria, you shall drink and drain it. You shall break its shards and tear your own breast. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. We see the cup referred to again in Psalm 11, verse 4. Upon the wicked, he will rain coals. Fire and brimstone and burning wind shall be the portion of their what? Of their cup. You see, God has a response for sin. And it is wrath. God has a response for a people who would say, we know better than you, God. And it is judgment and it is wrath. This is this is a cup, though, that only one could take. And that is Jesus. Jesus will take this cup of desolation. He'll take that cup of horror. He will take that on our behalf. And so when I'm looking in this verse And it says, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. The cup he is referring to is is the punishment for the sin of all of mankind. That is the cup in which he's about to drink. Yeah, we know that that Jesus is going to go through some little nails. I shouldn't make light of it. He's going to go through nails. He's going to go through being tortured. He's going to go through thorns being being uh, put into his forehead. He's going to go through some some extremely tough things. But but Jesus, even in Matthew 10, he says, do not fear those who can cure the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. You see, Jesus, his his his, as he's approaching this situation, he is seeing the wrath of the father. And he says, wow, that that is something that causes trembling. That is something that causes sorrow. That is something that causes grief. That is something that causes uh, a, a, a deep depression. And so he goes and prays. And he says, father, if it be possible to let this cup pass from me, if it be possible, Jesus has given us a, 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 a glimpse into his humanity and his vulnerability. Into his humanity and his vulnerability. I, uh, I, I'm, I laugh because sometimes I'm up late and, you know, the infomercials come on and the infomercials will be like, hey, uh, 
trust us. We've got this product that can help you lose 100 pounds and you don't have to do anything. It can happen if you're just sitting there. And I'm like, who buys this stuff? Unfortunately, a lot of people buy it. Because what, what we want at times is we want the result with no pain. With no pain. I was, I was laughing. My boo don't know I'm going to say this, so I'm probably getting in trouble. So, I'm la- so boo went to work out. Maybe it's a little softer if you warn her. You know what I mean? So uh, boo went to work out, and she went with some of the ladies from the church. And she go to work out. And uh, they went with this sister that, like, you know, was like a trainer and getting them rolling. And, you know, she comes back. It was a good workout. And the next day, she kind of, like, walking like this. <laughs> got, got the stilts on, you know? Because when you, when, when, when you are trying to achieve that type, of, that type of work, there's some pain associated with it if you want to achieve that goal. If you want to get to that point. You see, Jesus is letting us know that, man, I, I see what the goal is, God. I see that you want to absolve the people of God of their sin. But that that road is going to be painful for me. And as I look at that pain, my humanity does not run towards pain. Even as, a, even as Jesus being fully God and fully man, his humanity is not saying, sign me up for the toughest road. Which of us run towards pain? Which of us run towards the, the, the absence of safety and comfort? I, 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 I've seen what it looks like at multiple levels when we wrestle with our flesh. At, at the smallest level, the little toddler, you, you put the Cheerios right here and you got the little toddler walking and then mama calls their name. Now they got an issue. Because the, the body start moving like this, but they know they're supposed to be obedient, right? Right? I mean, come on, if you're a parent, you've caught that kid that was about to go eat, but then they did something that you wanted their attention. And inside that little bitty baby, that toddler, is a war going on. Am I going to submit to the, to the desire of my parent, or am I going <laughs> like, like they, 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 you, you see that inner tension. That, 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 that's human. Some of us have wrestled with the same things even today. Where, 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 where maybe it's, you know you're not supposed to spend that. But yet because of a certain insecurity, spending money makes you feel a little better so you, you do it anyway. Maybe you know the goals you've set for yourself. And you were supposed to stop at that last bite, 15 bites ago, but yet you keep keeping on. You, 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 you and I have been, it's a part on this side of heaven, it's a part of our Christian experience to war with our flesh. When our body wants something or doesn't want something and we are trying to say, no, I'm going to choose obedience. 
We get a glimpse into Jesus's humanity through this. A glimpse into his humanity. But just because he's human does not mean that he sinned. Because look at what he says there. He says, he says, if it be possible. Meaning, God, you have a plan. You have a desire. You have a design. And if if there's a way that your design isn't compromised, where I don't have to run and sign up for pain, so be it. But notice what he says, excuse me, in verse 39. My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And what, what is the will of the father? Stay with me here. We're going to go to chapter one in John. Chapter one in John, I'm going to read a decent portion of it, but stay with me because we understand the will of the father. We understand the will of God as we hear these scriptures read to us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, letting us know Jesus has already always existed. He was in the uh, all things were made through him and without him uh, was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life uh, was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Perk up. Here comes the will. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of who? But of God. Of God. You see, the will of God is that those who receive Jesus Christ would become children of God. Children of God. And so, and so Jesus is saying, Father, your will is paramount over what I want. That those that I die for would become children of you is far more important than the pain that I'm going to experience. So if my pain would change that outcome, Father, take me through it. But if there's a way, because I'm human and I see the road ahead of me and what what your punishment for sin is, because I'm human, if there's a way that I cannot have to change the outcome of your people being set apart for your purposes and I don't have to go through that, would you make that happen? It's a great, great insight into the the full deity of Christ, who's the only one that could drink this type of cup, but also the full humanity of Christ, who's warring with his flesh. 
I shouldn't say warring with his flesh, who's, who's tempted by his flesh. And we'll see temptation continue to, to come up later. This takes strength. Even in this one verse, we got so many, so many packets of, so many good, like, nuggets that you could chew on from this one verse already. You got, man, when the world is on your shoulders, go seek God. You know? Jesus is filling this, this weight of the world, the sin of all the world. And what does he go do? Pray. I love that, 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 that another good nugget. Be real and ask God what you desire. I mean, he's honest. I don't want to go through that pain. If you got another way, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I don't want to change your will, but I don't want to be real with God. Submit to a holy God's will for your life. And sometimes God's response is one that leads us to endure hardships. After this intimate prayer, Jesus goes back and he heads to his disciples. Let's see what's going on with them in verse 40. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is in the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Remember, we talked about like usually when someone said watch like they knew we're talking about hours because it's, it's, it's still kind of this shift mentality of, man, all right, maybe maybe I'll do three hours. You do three hours. You do three hours. It was a way of dividing up the night. So you you at least knew the person was saying, hey, look out for me. I'll be back in a while. He comes back. Peter, you couldn't even stay awake for an hour. Come on, Pete, for real. Like you, 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 you can you get a sense the, the time stamp helps you see, like, man, guys, you, you guys, you, you missed the mark. Just, just not even an hour. There seems, there seems to be something that we could learn. Because I don't see in verse 40, uh, I don't see the words there saying uh, a self-help book. That may help you not enter into temptation. I don't see uh, work out and get physically stronger that you may not enter into temptation. I don't see study the Bible and just become a really smart Christian. That you may not enter temptation. What are, what are we told to do that we may not enter temptation? Watch and pray. 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 Family, if 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 and this may sound legalistic, I hope it doesn't. If so, come talk to me afterwards. But but if you do not have prayer as a part of your Christian life, uh, you are not taking advantage of what God has for you. But more importantly, it's like driving a car with two wheels. We, we know it. That don't make sense. Right. Like it's 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 still a car. And I don't want to start running with this analogy. Like 
you're still a Christian. You still believe in Jesus. But why would why would you not use one of the most amazing tools that he gives you? I'm guilty of it, too. When when a situation gets crazy, that 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 it leads me to pray more. But family, let us look at the model of Christ. Yes. In this situation, Jesus is feeling a great amount of sorrow. So he prays more. He prays with intensity. But we know we don't have to wait until drama comes to be a praying people. So in verse 42, again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand. And the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. I got a quote that I that I I think sums this up really well. And it's something that I don't want you to miss. It's something that we don't like, but it's something that we need to hear. And the quote is this from C. Bloomberg. He says, here then appears the classic scriptural example of a prayer that God does not answer in the way desired by the one praying it, yet without any fault in the person making the request. That Jesus prays to his father and the father doesn't part the part the clouds and give this answer. The father doesn't even say yes. The answer is actually through through what we understand a silence. But but if I ask you for something to eat and you don't respond, have you honored my request? Have you done what I asked you to do? No. It's it's good for us to understand that God's silence or even at times saying no can still be for the outcome of his will, which is greater than ours. That ultimately Jesus isn't running around mad. God, why didn't you respond? Why didn't you give me what I want? Jesus is saying your will is paramount. Trump's mind is far greater than mine. So whatever I got to go through, I will go through for the sake of your people being called apart for your purposes. Your will is greater than mine. And so even no sometimes can fulfill the will of God. Even no sometimes can continue to move forward God's kingdom purposes. Let's be real. We get it when we're parents. We get it when we are babysitters. We get it when we have young people, the importance of of saying no. It's tough to get it when you really are in a crazy situation and you want something bad, isn't it? I've been there. You've been there. We've been there. When you don't understand how anything but what the answer that you want would be good. But God's will is greater than ours. 
God's will is greater than ours. So in the midst of our prayers, in the midst of us being a people who will passionately pursue God, I want to encourage you, not out of legalism, but out of an attempt to show a posture of submission to God, that even as you end your prayers, that you would say, if your will be done. This is what I really want, God, and this is what I'm really asking, and this is what I'm hoping for. But God, I want to submit that your will is even greater than my limited human understanding. And that will is what I want to submit to even over the way that I think. I want to encourage you to allow thy will be done, to even be a part of your prayer language. Amen. Amen. We, gotta, we serve an amazing God, and he was obedient to the end to fulfill the Father's will. Though tempted, did not commit sin. May we be encouraged by this model of prayer that he demonstrates, by this vulnerability that he invites us into, and by his steadfast, perfect execution of advancing the Father's will. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I want to pray this prayer that Bobby Richardson prayed. He was a former New York Yankee and a second baseman, second baseman, and he said this. He said, Dear God, your will, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Amen.